you come from, whomever you love, we welcome you. My name is Lori Fatchett McGee. I am a commissioned lay minister of this congregation. It is my privilege today to read the welcome and announcements for you this morning. It is an auspicious day here at the Kent Church community. I am joined by the Reverend Stephen Protzman our ministerial candidate, and I know you all have welcomed him with open arms, and I hope you will continue to do so. I'm also joined by Kathy Kearns, the worship associate for today, the UU Church of Kent Tone Chimers, the Fallotime Folk Orchestra, the Unitarian Universalist Church of Kent Peace Choir, our music director, Hal Walker, so many wonderful faces to greet you this morning. Our chalice lighting is by Judith Quarles. At this hour, in small towns and big cities, in single rooms and ornate sanctuaries, many of our sister Unitarian Universalist congregations are also lighting a flaming chalice. As we light our chalice today, let us remember that we are a part of a great community of faith. May this dancing flame inspire us to fill our lives with the Unitarian Universalist ideals of love, justice, and truth. 
in that song we just heard, Come Dance With Us, Hal Walker sings, over the many miles we have traveled on our way, over the hopes and trials we have come now to this day. Although that song was written many years ago, it sounds like a good description of the last 18 months at our church. We have weathered multiple ministerial transitions. Despite that, we have walked together and stayed together as a church. Budgets were planned, stewardship drives happened. Leaders made difficult decisions, bringing their authentic selves. Worship services were held, visitors greeted, much coffee and conversation was had at the social hour. Children came together with teachers to explore what it means to be UU, and families of all kinds gathered for holiday services, shared meals, and walks in the woods. Planning for the new building continued, green sanctuary status was earned, and commitments to racial justice and to paying fair wages to staff were kept. We cared for and loved one another. Our church has been resilient, and the dedication and steadfast commitment of our members has been humbling and inspiring. Yet we yearn for more, for a minister who will partner us, comfort and love us, and laugh with us. We want it to once again be a dance we do with a minister to feel the rhythm and the rhyme, the joy and celebration of doing ministry together. And we have come now to this day when the Ministerial Search Committee presents to the congregation our candidate to be the next settled minister, the Reverend Stephen Protzman. <laughs> Reverend Protzman is an experienced minister who has been serving the UU Society in the Iowa City area, and you can read about him in the insert in the order of service. The search committee is delighted to present him to the congregation as we believe his talents, energy, and kind spirit are just what we need at this moment in church history. Reverend Stephen will bring his prophetic voice and his focus on church mission. He will bring his loving spirit and his passion for social justice. He will bring his knowledge of church finances and church governance and his readiness to work with us in ministry. He will bring his playful spirit and foster a culture of celebration. He is ready to come dance with us. Come, let us for this very first Sunday worship together. Good morning. It is such a pleasure to be here with you today. So 370 years ago, the Puritans came to this land to create a free church. They rejected the Church of England with bishops and authority and things like that in favor of being a church, a people held together by covenant, which is a commitment to walk together toward the lives we seek to lead. Once again, as we gather this morning in that long venerable tradition, we affirm our desire to walk together as a people. So I want to introduce you today to my friend Gerald, the giraffe, and this little story about giraffes who can't dance. So, meet Gerald. He's a tall giraffe whose neck was long and slim, but his knees were awfully crooked 
and his legs were rather thin. I mean, he is a giraffe after all. <laughs> he was very good at standing still and munching shoots off trees. But when he tried to run around, he buckled at the knees. Now, every year in Africa, they hold a jungle dance where every single animal turns up to skip and prance. And this year, when that day arrived, poor Gerald felt so sad because when he came to dancing, he was really, really bad. Now, the warthogs started waltzing, the rhinos rock and rolled, and of course, the lions danced to tango, elegant and bold. The chimps all did a cha-cha with a very Latin feel, and eight baboons teamed up for a splendid Scottish reel. Gerald swallowed bravely as he walked toward the floor, but the lion saw him coming and they soon began to roar. Do we have any lions that'll roar? Roar, good. <laughs> hey, look at clumsy Gerald. The animals all sneered. Giraffes can't dance, you silly fool. Oh, Gerald, you're just so weird. Gerald simply froze up. He was rooted to the spot. They're right, he thought, I'm useless. I feel like such a clot. So he crept off from the dance floor and he started walking home. He'd never felt so sad before, so sad and all alone. Well, then he found a little clearing and he looked up at the sky. The moon can be so beautiful, he whispered with a sigh. Excuse me, coughed a cricket who'd seen Gerald earlier on. But sometimes when you're different, you just need a different song. Listen to the swaying grass and listen to the trees. To me, the sweetest music is those branches in the breeze. So imagine that the lovely moon is playing just for you. Everything makes music if you really want it to. And the cricket smiled and picked up his violin and then Gerald felt his body do the most amazing thing. His hooves started shuffling, making circles on the ground. His neck was gently swaying, and his tail was swishing around. He threw his legs out sideways, and he swung them everywhere, and he did a backward somersault and leapt up in the air. I'd love to see that. Gerald felt so wonderful, his mouth was open wide. I am dancing, yes, I'm dancing, I am dancing. Gerald cried. Then one by one, each animal who'd been there at the dance arrived while Gerald boogied on and watched him and they were quite entranced. They shouted, it's a miracle, we must be in a dream. Gerald's the best dancer that we've ever, ever seen. How did you learn to dance like that? Please, Gerald, tell us how. But Gerald simply twirled around and finished with a bow. He raised his head and looked up at the moon and stars above. We all can dance, he said, when we find music that we love. I offer you now this poem by Ethel Crow. Here in this room we affirm life our hopes, our faith, our belief in being, being alive, being ourselves, who we are, what we are, believing in our humanity, our respect for life and for each other. Here in this space, we face ourselves as individuals and as a group. 
seeking and finding new affirmations of life, new caring and concern for each other. Here within these walls, life calls. Deep within we hear the voice of the all. Be still and listen. Even as we gather in celebration today, there are those in our country and our world that grieve. We remember the victims of the shooting in Texas on Friday, their families, and we renew our commitment to build a world where there is no more senseless violence. Let's now take some time together in silence to honor what we've heard and to hold each other in our hearts. I invite you to join me in the spirit of prayer. Spirit of life, who draws us together in a web of holy relationships, make your presence known with us and in us and among us. Remind us that we are not alone in history. Ignite us with the courage of the living tradition. Remind us that we are not alone in entering the future. Anchor us with patience and perseverance. Remind us that we are not alone in our times of grief and pain. Comfort us with your spirit manifest in human hands and voices. Remind us that we are not alone in joy and wonder. Inspire us to honor and extend the beauty we find in this world. Divine music of the universe, let our hearts beat in diverse and harmonious rhythms, cooperating with the everlasting dance of love. May we move with the rhythms of peace. May we move with the rhythms of compassion, May we move with the rhythms of justice. Source of stars and planets and water and land, open our hearts to all of our neighbors. Open our souls to a renewal of faith. Open our hands to join together in the work ahead. May it be so. Blessed be. And amen.
first reading is the dance. A good relationship has a pattern like a dance and is built on some of the same rules. The partners do not need to hold on tightly because they move confidently in the same pattern, intricate but joyful and swift and free like a country dance of Mozart's. To touch heavily would be to arrest the pattern and freeze the movement, to check the endlessly changing beauty of its unfolding. There is no place here for the possessive clutch, the clinging arm, the heavy hand, only the barest touch in passing. Now arm in arm, now face to face, no back to back, it does not matter which. Because they know they are partners moving to the same rhythm, creating a pattern together, and being invisibly nourished by it. The joy of such a pattern is not only the joy of creation or the joy of participation, it is also the joy of living in the moment. Lightness of touch and living in the moment are intertwined. One cannot dance well unless one is completely in time with the music, not leaning back to the last step or pressing forward to the next one, but poised directly on the present step as it comes. Perfect poise on the beat is what gives good dancing its sense of ease, of timelessness, of the eternal. And our second reading is Stream of Life. The same stream of life that runs through my veins night and day runs through the world and dances in rhythmic measures. It is the same life that shoots in joy through the dust of the earth in numberless blades of grass and breaks into tumultuous waves of leaves and flowers. It is the same life that is rocked in the ocean cradle of birth and of death in ebb and in flow. I feel my limbs are made glorious by this touch of this world of life. And my pride is from the life throb of ages dancing in my blood this moment. So a few nights ago I had a wild dream about dancing. It was so vivid that I woke up remembering it. In my dream it was candidating week and you were hosting Dancing with the Stars right here in this room. Your ministerial search committee was the panel of judges and I was the only contestant. So for the competition, I was asked to create community by dancing with a variety of people. There were Kent State professors and bright-eyed freshmen, local artists and business people, people who are homeless and people working for social justice in this community, where people of color, undocumented immigrants and GLBTQ people there were people dressed in Harry Potter costumes and religious conservatives, gun rights advocates and people who are pro-life cab drivers and bankers. There were members of this congregation and historic figures of Unitarian Universalism. I danced with Ralph Waldo Emerson and had to tell him to stop backleading while he kept talking about the oversoul. And Hal provided lots of lively music as I danced and I danced and I danced. I remember stepping on Hillary Clinton's toes as we danced the hustle together. <laughs> I don't know how the competition ended because I woke up, but I do remember talking and dancing and dancing and laughing and having a wonderful time with people. 
I thought about that dream while preparing for this week as we begin our dance of ministry together. So if you've read my biography or looked at my website, you know I love to country western dance. I didn't always enjoy dancing. Like Gerald who thought he couldn't dance, I was an overweight, awkward child growing up. I struggled with rhythm and there was a message in my head that said you can't dance. So when I met my first partner in Portland, Oregon, he was a dancer and he wanted us to dance together. And I was totally terrified. He was merciful at first though by inviting us to take square dance lessons. I could handle that. With square dance, you're told what to do and there are room for steps that don't align with the beat perfectly. It was a lot of fun. You bow to your partner, you bow to your corner, you do an alamen left swing your partner and around the ring you go together. Being an extrovert, I loved the socializing and the snacks were great too. During break, other pieces of music would be played and people would partner dance. One evening, my partner asked me to waltz, and I said no. And I vowed never to say no again. So we took ballroom dancing, and let me tell you, there's nothing quite like the sight of two men trying to tango as they argue about who's leading. (laughs) We moved to Minneapolis in 2000, and then one day he said, let's go country western dancing. Oh God, here we go again. I struggled the first year with getting the steps. It was not pretty. At moments, I was like a deer in the headlights. If I missed a step, I would literally freeze up right there on the dance floor. I'm persistent though, and when I want to do something, I'm gonna keep working at it. So at home, I practiced the steps round and round the dining room table. I wore a track in that wooden floor. Then time, the rhythm got into my body, and I got to the place where I could laugh at a mistake, pick up where I left off, and dance on. In the years since, I've become a good dancer, and I joke that I can lead or follow, I can talk, listen to the music, teach moves, flirt with my dance partner, and back lead all at the same time. I've also taken many a new dancer out on the floor, teaching and encouraging them, remembering I was once a new and awkward dancer, and people taught and encouraged me. The irony here is that I don't like country western music. A year or so passed as we country western dance and I got into it and then I had a midlife crisis. I bought a sports car, this gold Mazda MX-6 I loved that liked to go too fast. My long-term relationship ended and I went to seminary. The usual things you do in a midlife crisis, right? (laughs) And through it all, the call to ministry, learning to balance work and grad school and life, I kept dancing. I still go to Minneapolis occasionally to dance and see my many dance friends. The moves have become second nature. They're in my very bones. Dancing's taught me a lot about ministry too. The first thing I've learned is that dance teaches us both about the give and take of partnership, both physically and intellectually. Dance partners learn how to work together, move together, listen to each other, and move past missteps. Through partnerships, through collaborating in teams, committees, and groups, we discover how to work together. We learn how to lead and how to follow. In the reading, you heard Anne Morrow Lindbergh talk about knowing we are partners, moving to the same rhythm, creating a pattern together, and being invisibly nourished by it. The second thing dance has taught me is to try new things, to take risks, to experiment. Do you know the seven deadly words of church life? Renee, you probably do. No? 
Well, we've always done it that way. <laughs> Bingo. 20 points to Gryffindor House, yes? <laughs> My approach to ministry is that Light Dancing Church is a laboratory, a place where we practice our fourth principle of free and responsible search for truth and meaning. We're invited to be creative and to keep our minds and hearts open to new possibilities. Being creative comes with a risk, though. We'll step on each other's toes at times. We'll bump into each other. There will be mistakes, misunderstandings, and conflict. That's part of being a human being and a community. When these things happen, our spiritual work will be to call each other back into covenant, to name and work through conflict together in the spirit of love, to learn from our mistakes and experiments, and to dance on in faith. And the third thing dance has taught me about ministry is intimacy and relationship. Dance is one of the most intimate things we can do, and so is ministry. Through dance and through ministry, we learn to trust and to create a space together where we can be vulnerable and honest, where we can be our most authentic selves in our brokenness and our beauty, in our pain and in our joy, in our struggles and in our achievements. In this giving and receiving of the most precious gift we have to share, which is ourselves, we enter into relationship with the deepest mystery, what our first source of spiritual wisdom expresses as the forces that create and uphold life. And we take our place as creators and sustainers of life. There is an African-American UU theologian named Tandika who talks about counting on the movements of other persons inside our own heart such that their life pulse and our own life force create a rhythmic harmony of feelings ebbing and flowing in intimate dance, creating anew the supportive feelings of life itself. So how many of you like to dance? Quite a few. Anyone wish you could dance but you're afraid to try? A few, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a story in your head that like Gerald the Giraffe, you can't dance. Or maybe, just maybe as a child you were told you have no rhythm. Are any of these stories you still have in your head? If you're hearing a voice inside you that says you can't dance or you have no rhythm, turn it off. It's a lie. I want you to take a finger and feel your pulse. Or you can do it here too. That's rhythm. That's the dance of the universe itself flowing through you. As the poet Tagore says, it's the same stream of life that runs through my veins night and day that runs through the world and dances in rhythmic measure. I didn't quite understand that until an aha moment with dance several years ago. I was visiting Minneapolis and First Universalist Church where I was a member during the years I lived there. And during a service, there was a musical interlude. A little girl came to the front and started twirling and dancing totally powerful and unplanned moment. Afterwards, Kate Tucker, our associate minister, said, there's our sermon, we can all go home. <laughs> what was it we'd just seen? As that beautiful little girl whirled and danced around the room, she was responding to something within all of us that invites us to participate in life with our bodies as well as our minds. This is powerful. And because of dance's power, some world religions use movement or dance as a spiritual practice. You can lose yourself in the dance, letting your conscious thoughts go and connecting with something greater than yourself. That something greater within us, you may call God or the spirit of life or the universe or the mystery. 
but it's the rhythm of life itself. The rising tide of life we're witnessing around us in the world right now as spring breaks out again, the same rhythm inside us. You and I are part of the same dance that brings the flowers to life every year, that gives birth to the young animals you see in the woods and fields. It's the eternal cycle of birth, of growing, thriving, declining, death, and birth once again. It's constantly inviting each of us to dance, to join in the great dance of life. That's why we gather in this community each week, to say yes once again to life's invitation to feel the rhythms of life itself, to let it be a dance we do with our fullest selves, our bodies, our minds, our spirits, to remember we do not dance alone, and that no matter who we are, where we come from, whom we love, or the unique steps of our dance, we are welcome to join in the dance. And now you've invited me to join in your dance. In the call to worship, Kathy said, we want it to once again be a dance we do with a minister, to feel the rhythm and the rhyme, the joy and celebration of doing ministry together. As we look ahead to our new partnership, I've been imagining what our dance together will look like. It will be beautiful, generous, creative, and full of joy. There will be lots of pie. (laughs) Together we'll ask how we can inspire and deepen our love for one another and for the entire interdependent web of existence. We'll continue to discover our call to the work of making the world more just and peaceful. We'll find new ways to grow in community together and welcome others into this circle of love where there is room for everyone, and we all dance together. Professors and freshmen, people of color, GLBTQ people, conservatives and liberals, artists and business people, wizards and cab drivers. I'm here this morning because your ministerial search committee on your behalf made an invitation to me. Come dance with us. I said yes, joyfully, yes. And now it's my turn to ask, May I have this dance with you? Yes. Yes. As we begin our dance of ministry this week and to discover all the possibilities awaiting us, may we say yes joyfully and fully to Invitation's life. Come dance. May it be so, and in the spirit of dance and joy, together, let's make it so. Amen. Our church practices radical hospitality where we invite into our beloved community all who need the healing power and message of love of Unitarian Universalism. We also aspire to radical generosity by freely giving our time, talent, and treasure in support of our church's many ministries. The offering is a time for us to financially support the church. And it's also a time for us to live our values, including our once a month special offerings that we do. This month, uh, our special collection is going to benefit the National Alliance of Mental Health, NAMI, of Portage County, who are building better lives for millions of Americans affected by mental illness. Any undesignated money in the plate will go toward the special offering, so um, you're welcome to put NAMI on an envelope or a check uh, if you want to make sure, you know, if, you, if you'd like, uh, or to indicate pledge if it's, if it's not for the special offering today.
and the samba through the cha-cha and the salsa through the break dancing and the romancing through the twisting and the turning I'm so glad I've got you people as my partners in the dance of life Ba-ba-ba-ba-da. sometimes we go fast sometimes we go slow Sometimes we swing side to side, we bump, sometimes peruse. We glide and we slide, and then we get it right. We're dancing side by side as partners in the dance of life. Sometimes the rhythm is in our feet, sometimes we follow our heartbeat. Sometimes we get caught up in the heat But don't you know I love it when we're in sync I'm so glad I've got you people As my partners in the dance of life Sometimes we get lost Sometimes if we must We'll dance together cha-cha and the salsa through the break dancing and the romancing through the twisting and the turning I'm so glad I've got you people as my partners in the dance of life Our closing words this afternoon are by that prolific author Anonymous I praise the dance for it frees people from the heaviness of matter and binds the isolated to community. I praise the dance which demands everything, health and a clear spirit and a buoyant soul. Dancing demands a freed person, one who vibrates with the knowledge of all their powers. I praise the dance. Oh, people, my people, learn to dance, or else the angels in heaven will not know what to do with you. Now in the spirit of love and life's invitation to come dance, we extinguish our chalice. And now as we begin our dance of ministry this week and discover together all the possibilities waiting us, let us go out in the world to inspire love, seek justice and grow in community as we say yes joyfully and fully to life's invitation, come dance. Blessed be, may it be so, and amen. Amen.